welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We Black in the Garden. You have arrived at the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking, hostess with the mostest of Black in the Garden. Hey, Soil Cousins, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Black in the Garden. We're about to get right into our annual celebration of 420. Now, this one is a little belated and that's fine. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes the plant does what it does and, and you might end up being late for some stuff. <laughs> sometimes it's a, it's a little mercury retrograde moment where communication and, and digital things and files and all that other kind of stuff tends to get a little mixed up and, and hazy, pun intended. All right, so we've never really discussed the history of 420. So I did a little bit of reading just to see, you know, is there something that I feel like is worth noting? And the answer to that is no, it's not. So for that reason, we're not going to focus on the history as much. <laughs> no, by all means. I'm not trying to be dismissive. I want you to just take that as an opportunity to do your own research if you're not already informed. You know, we are really big on uh, encouraging food for thought and making sure that we are informed and empowered independently. So by all means, you know, look into it. it, it from what I could see, the history of it is hazy. Once again, pun intended again. But, you know, these days it is associated with one of my favorite plants, okay? And uh, you know how I feel about plants. It's a whole podcast, so it's pretty serious. So we're going to go ahead and get into this episode, which we had so much fun recording with our resident botanist, Derek, the chocolate botanist. And yeah, it was a good time. Botanicals may have been cons consumed legally and safely. I'm certain of that. But either way it goes, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hope that you're having a wonderful day. Hope that you enjoyed your celebration of uh, 420, as we like to call it. Maybe you're enjoying it right now, because does it really have to end? Does it really have to end? Some things, like me talking about this right now, do. So we can go ahead and get into this episode. But I want to wish you love, light, and soil, and I hope that you enjoy listening as much as we were enjoying recording this. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Cola B. Talking, the hostess with the mostest of the Black in the Garden podcast. Cola B. Talking, aka Real Hort Girl Who Love These Hoes. That's Garden Tools, aka Legal Reefer Chiefer. But, um, here we are doing yet another episode of the Black in, Black in the Garden podcast. I have to slow it down because I know words, okay? That's one of the first things you ought to know if you're going to trust to listen to me for a little while, that I at least know some words, okay? And you know who else knows words? My co-host, who is also our resident botanist of the chocolate variety, Derek Haynes. Say hello to the soil cousins. Hello to the soil cousins. It is me, Derek Haynes. I am here, your chocolate botanist, aka potentially Magoo, aka Trilly Wonka, hmm. aka your favorite botanist, <laughs> aka 
I wish Chloe Bailey had my number. Mm, how do you know she doesn't have your number? Because she ain't called me yet. We, if she had my number, she'd give me a ring of day. You know, there's a lot of people who have your number who haven't called you yet, but that's another story for another time. Chloe, if you're listening to this, would love for you to just go ahead and facilitate that, but no pressure. All right. So we are here to talk today, just to catch up a little bit. We might have um, missed um, just just a little bit of time with the Soil Cousins. So I want to make up for that by having a good old time here today and just assuring you that, you know, we have done everything that we need to do on the administrative side of things for Black in the Garden as far as getting some support. We love support. Okay. That's part of the reason why I got my co-host in here today with me. Sometimes I don't like talking to myself and feeling like I got to just carry the whole show. I would like to have a conversation in case you forgot or you were curious uh, the Black in the Garden podcast is at the intersection of Black culture and horticulture, which is such a great place to be because when you get into like the past, present, and future of Black people with plants, it gets really exciting. You know, when you start making some connections, when you really get into the culture, when you really get into the horticulture, the agriculture, just all of the ways that we are connected through plants thinking about our ancestors. We got a lot to talk about. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, you are a soil cousin because we are all inclusive, aren't we? We love all the soil cousins, regardless of gender. So it's totally gender neutral and it's all inclusive. And you're welcome. Literally. literally. (laughs) I love how that works out for us. Amen. Amen. I'm loving this. Just making sure you're keeping... I feel great, you know, because as the subject of the hour is uh, cannabis, because it's 420, which is one of my favorite holidays. So what better way to celebrate than to, you know, partake in whatever way is reasonable. On today's episode is a discussion of five benefits of marijuana. We're going to get into some benefits. We are also going to discuss some jobs that are in the cannabis industry. And then we're going to have a little fun, rapido fire. Who would you rather smoke with at the end? (laughs) There's so much going on. It's such a busy time for those of us who are like in the field of plant cultivation. Some of us may be so busy that we might not even hear this episode until the season is like dwindled down. Uh, fortunately, I do have a botanist on this here podcast. How are you feeling this spring? You know, spring has sprung and I have been having... Where? Of, oh, it's sprung all around me. And I've been having legitimately... I've just wanted you to reference where you are. Oh, oh where? People that don't where? Know. I'm in my apartment. Um, spring is... <laughs> Durham, North Carolina. Cute. And <laughs> they, they didn't know. They didn't know what else I was going to do. They were like, "He just that's it. It's mm. done." But I've been. You just have to find you out. Have, if you want my address, you got to look the best. But well, that's mm, another story mm. for another podcast. When it comes to it is. how I've been feeling, I've had some beautiful feelings of joy, of of renovation and cultivation of my own life. But I've also had some feelings of depression, to be honest. Just some. Some some mm. chapters of my life have closed, and mm-hmm. I've really been coming to terms with that, understanding that, and and working to move forward. So, just like the seasons are changing and shifting in the landscapes around us, 
unless you live in an area that just is perpetually beautiful or ugly all year round. Um, mm. I am going through a seasonal shift, and I'm I'm actually, even though I'm not really liking it, I'm glad about it. Thank you for keeping it real. Now, how real do you want to keep it, just in case um, we may be able to holler at some somebody that on the, on that's listening, one of the soil cousins that might help you make it a little less real if that you makes know, sense i'll, I'll keep it i'll keep it coded so terms. Speaking coded terms and uncoded you know uncoded is okay easy. i can be real later you just let me know when we're gonna leave it right we, there i could be real later you just let me know when we just gonna swerve into what all is going on in april uh i did want to catch all up a little bit to let y'all know that we have a very special live recording of the black in the garden podcast that was recorded at wkar Back in uh, <clears throat> late March, I have no concept of time. So every time it's like I did a thing at a time, I get super confused. But a few weeks ago, I'll just put it like that. I was the creative resident, artist in residence at the um, at Michigan State University uh, as I was hosted by the Women of Color Initiatives program. And it was such a wonderful time. And uh one of the biggest highlights of that was getting the opportunity to record Black in the Garden live at WKAR, which is their NPR affiliate, where they also, um, they be running the PBS network out there. So it's really cool because it's actually on the campus of Michigan State University in, the air, in their, what is it? It's such a long name. And there, it's the the big old building with the name on it communications in art science, some really cool technology in there. We got to record a podcast workshop in there. Y'all did a podcast workshop. We went down to the WKR studio on one evening and we recorded the Black in the Garden podcast with Dr. Butler uh, of the Avery African-American Research Center out in Charleston, South Carolina, where she is included the Black in the Garden podcast on their syllabus. Okay. And when y'all hear me describe these types of things, I want you to get inspired to reach out to me to do similar things with you and your organization, if that makes sense for where you at. Full disclosure, that is such a wonderful way for me to take the message and the movement out to the people into the streets, inspire the young people like I was able to do and having conversations with undergraduates and graduate students at that university as I was there for a week, just um, having a grand old time and uh, had a, got a chance to take the kids with me. It was a good time, but I'm saying all that to say that that episode will be live next week on the podcast channel that you're listening on right now. And Derek, I didn't even get to update you on what all had went down on that trip. It was just a recovery period from coming back from experiencing all that amazing, all those amazing times. So what all is going on in April? A few things. I don't know all the things, but let's just start from the beginning. Okay. California Poppy Day was on April 6th. Mm. What you know about California poppies? California poppies are not a actual poppy that is a pop of herb. So I want y'all to know she didn't tell me she was going to talk about this. 
So I'm just going off of not at all. This, this is, is just this was not this planned. This is not at all. planned. So mm. Derek didn't have time to look up. He none just of this. you know stuff. So let's uh, let the people so, know. Talk your bot botanical I'm shit. So you telling me that they are not in fact real poppies, but they are actually cap. Exactly, they are cap poppies. You heard it here first, you ladies and gentlemen. Because poppies are the genus Papri. Soil cousins. My bad. <laughs> Say that again. I'm sorry. Poppies are the genus. Poppies. Poppies are the genus. I know words. Poppies <laughs> are the genus um, Papaverum, if I remember right. And it, the California poppy is not a Papaverum. I think this genus starts with an E. Or it's family that it's in. It starts with an, an E. So it's not a Pappy wow. in the sense. The poppy. Oh, God. In the sense. Leave all, That's an leave interesting all, slip. Leave, leave all those in. Leave all those words in. It's mm -hmm. okay. I'm going to leave, leave it, it in. in. Leave it in. Don't take it out. Poppies, they are not poppies in the traditional sense, but common names will often come from things that we as maybe amateur botanists or even botanists of yesteryear would just think like, hey, these things look alike, so they may be related. But once we got to the time and day mm. where we are now, where we can do genetic testing, where we can look at the DNA and say like, what is related to who, you actually find out that a California poppy is not, you know, the child of little little Papisha over there and Popcorn. Oh, no. You know, so now they done went to Maury, and now they said you are Wait not the father. Wait a minute. And then little Papisha. So Popcorn was not the father? not the father. Papisha done ran to the back. Oh, the my. cameraman's chasing her. She's saying, oh, God. So, yes, there you go. <laughs> we got to change the whole day. It's all a lie. April 6th. What do we call it now? We, we can't call it California Poppy well, Day. You know, that's why I California, not the pappy. Not day. the pappy, not the pappy poppy. That's why you kept slipping. I kept slipping. See, God was telling me something in that. That's what had happened. It's April 6th, we thought it was California Poppy Day, but it turns out it's California, not the pappy day. Based on what our new understanding is of the fact that uh, California poppies are not really poppies. Sorry to have upset or disappointed anybody by revealing that information but look you get a botanist on the on the show and you go and get some facts yeah we love science okay mm. april 13th international plant appreciation day mm. i mean okay but for real it really just sounds like like yeah we appreciate Plant. There's a lot of ways I can go. International uh, Plant Appreciation Day immediately makes me think of like the colonization of plants. Mm. And how it's like, yes, we appreciate them everywhere because they are everywhere in the world because who brought them all over the world? Mm, the white folks did. I mean, with ill intentions. Ill intentions and colonization and, and a lot of capitalism. You know, it's funny it took you there because it took Privilege. me to a place of environmentalism. So oh. I was thinking like, come on, glass you half know, full. Let's, let's appreciate the plants we have in the wilderness, the what the wildscapes we have, the greenscapes we have, the forest that's versus it. clear cutting them for more apartment complex. Oh my God. So that's where I went to. You know what? I'm so glad you went there because here's where I, why I went where I went oh, I know, I know why. and I actually ruined it for myself mm -hmm. is because I was thinking I just unconsciously subconsciously tagged houseplant on it and so it's like we know what has happened historically mm -hmm. in, in in relation to colonization when it comes to the industry of of houseplants 
Um, but when you say it, your interpretation of International Plant Appreciation Day, I'm just like, yes, go be where you are, soil cousins. Y'all know we are like heard in over 80 countries, 80, 90 countries somewhere. We even got around the globe. So we are excited to be a part of anybody's uh, observation of International Plant Appreciation Day. Make that today. Whatever day you're listening, make it today. It don't have to be one day. Why would just be limited like that? It's like, imagine a world mm. where Black people's yes. history was only celebrated in the shortest month of the year. Look, I wouldn't. Could you imagine if that was a thing? I wouldn't, because you know, the thing about all of that is, I that doesn't I make tell sense. the people, I, I know why we do it in February, but I also tell the people, look, I'm Black every day. I don't put on a jacket in February and take it off in March. I'm black every day. So hmm. I'm going to celebrate Fair. Negro history every day because I'm walking Negro history. I'm excellent. That is correct. That was the right answer. We asked a thousand ancestors. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you could put on and take off your jacket of blackness. Survey says. Okay. Survey says. That's it. Number one answer. Okay. That didn't make no sense, but still we move. April 14th, National Gardening Day. I missed it. had to be someday. Yeah, I missed all of this because I, I saw them after the fact. I missed it too. That's why I'm like, shout out to all of those observations. Let us observe yeah. them in mentioning i need people to tell me these things early because i could have been doing all these i miss world naked gardening i miss everything i miss all the gardening. i miss world naked gardening no let's let's let us be clear the world missed naked gardening day as far as we're ah, concerned the fact that we wasn't out here bearing it all <laughs> putting it out they there us. we didn't miss them y'all sorry y'all <laughs> i am so sorry my bad but <laughs> international gardening day it was beautiful because i got to saw a lot of beautiful creators especially black creators doing their things in yes. the garden whether it was kamani um who's his page shout him out gardening and beats i had to think about it. i was like lord what's the name of his page yeah gardening and beats whether it was the lecker queen in australia Weather. Hey, Gardening and Beats. I really need to get with Gardening and Beats because Gardening and Beats is doing something over there. I need he, to he's doing something. He, you know, me mm -hmm. and you will talk after this. But um, yes, he, all the beautiful black people I got to see doing something planty, it just blessed it my soul. So I loved it. Yes, that is what we are always happy to hear on a podcast like Black in the Garden. Mm. Like we get joy from it. It fills us up. Mm. Okay, it gives us. We're not it gives me love because that once again. More love than I ever need. <laughs> I knew where you were going. April sixteenth, yes. National Orchid Day. Yes, orchid. Don't you got an orchid in your house? Did you tell me that one time? No. You sure? Maybe mm -hmm. I'm prophetic. You gonna get an orchid? God's gonna give you a hundred. Why would God's you gonna give me? you a hundred Phalaenopsis right now? <laughs> Don't yeah, want none of God's going to do it for you. Hallelujah. Why would you wish that you on me? I don't want, listen, side. orchids are so beautiful, but I feel the same way about orchids that people who don't have kids, those rich aunties, oh, yes. I feel the same way that they feel about children, which is they cute in other people's houses. <laughs> 
Y'all can take care of them. Okay. But I, I don't have any desire to bring in all of that responsibility. And I just, I don't get them. And that's okay. You don't got to be trying, just everything that's cute don't belong in your house. So basically, you're saying. You remember at the beginning of Little Shop of Horrors, uh-huh. uh, old boy thought that that little Audrey too, old uh, human eating, blood sucking ass plant was his friend and cute and bought that in the house or in the shop or whatever. You see how that ended. And see, it ended that if way. You know, you know. Because he should have took better care of his plant. Had he been pumping it full of fertilizer in the first place, it wouldn't have got a taste for the nitrogen in human blood and wanted hold to on, eat no, 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 other no. people. Hot take. Okay, hold on now. Because, uh, wait, this is like mind blowing. Like, this movie came out when I was a child. And what you are telling me on this here podcast at this here time. I'm sorry, just bear with me because my mind is literally exploding right now. I can see it. Um, can see, like she's holding her temples, everyone. I need you to understand. Like she literally, she made a face. She is like, she's turning beet red. She is. It doesn't help that, be quiet, ain't nobody turning beet red. It doesn't help that I just enjoyed, you know, a very much mind enhancing plan. She had a little. So what you mean to thing. tell me is if Seymour yes. would have put like a sufficient amount of bone meal into the pot a little for slow release. a nice slow release a little bit of some some worm castings like um the compost fairy may use some some bokashi. let me just finish like it could have went it could have went beautiful but keep going let me just finish because this is going to make a really good please, clip <laughs> please so you mean to tell me that if seymour would have properly supplemented the soil of this little baby demon plant that he took in in the movie that we know as Little Shop of Horrors. If he would have supplemented that soil properly, that plant would not have turned on him and wanted to suck his blood. Tell us, tell us more. How would that have been possible? What do we what steps did he miss? Again, like that nutrition is everything. Blood contains your blood, my blood, animal blood contains nitrogen. That's why at the slaughterhouses, they'll collect it up and turn it into blood meal that you'll use in your plant. And that little bit of nitrogen okay. got that plant hooked. Wait, wait, wait. Just, sorry. Cause, so you're, t- you're telling me that that agricultural slash horticultural product is de- derived from slaughterhouses? Yeah, they, they get like animal blood and okay y'all heard it here first once again we are just dropping the knowledge yes please continue and um, i only learned this because i had to reference a video i had to make and i'll start googling um things about blood so i'm probably on a list now but anyway i'm on a list now i'm sure but (laughs) but when you a list of highly educated black let's say that i feel like the fbi agent was like (laughs) what any whom a little too highly educated what is he doing what's this negro doing so when you are thinking about Audrey too, which was a plant that was from out of space. It was from a different environment. Forgot right? about that part. And that different environment. Where there were not humans. Were not, so how was it eating? Exactly. And it could have even been where in this different environment, maybe there are something that is a, that is human adjacent or animal adjacent with blood. And, or if the people that would be from the fictional world where Audrey too is from, would know how to take care of these plants. Different plants have different needs. So they would know, give it a lot of nitrogen, pump it with some nitrogen, it can take it. 
I don't think those plants needed care. I mean, you on that you original planet. I just assume it's not like we well, know, see, they, but in my they mind, could, they, could they just out there hopping around they like those obnoxious ass plants on Mario Brothers. You know the, the ones that hop up out of the pipes. What are those called? Like that. Oh my god, that's the same thing, is it not? It might be inspired by it. I'm not sure. Actually, no. One might. Inspire, I don't know which one inspired the other. Which one came out first, Mario Brothers? But see, Little Shop of Horrors was on like it was like in Broadway or something beforehand, right? Like it was. Give me a second. So we would have to look it up. Okay, we're gonna find out. But any hey Siri. But no, no, no. So right Siri now, right now. This. Hey Siri, I pay good money for her you to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which came out first, Mario Brothers video game or Little Shop of Horrors movie? But they told you 1993, which is the movie. Okay. But 1982, Little Shop of Horrors came out as an off-Broadway play. 1983. Okay, we don't have time to get down that rabbit hole. We ain't getting all the way down there. That plant, though, had different requirements. And had they studied the requirements, instead of being all over the original Audrey, if he discovered the requirements for Audrey 2, then he would have been okay. How was he supposed to know that? Look. How was he supposed when to you know? don't know, you ask somebody, you figure it out. He was just a man trying to make it work and impress a woman. He was, he was a mediocre florist. Was he even good at I feel like whatever he, he, he was, was doing with the I flowers? Mean, the, as many people as he took out for Audrey, he had to be good. I That's guess. dedication. Anyway, so how did we get to that from <laughs> National Orchid Day? Because orchids, you were like little shop of whores. And all this stuff. You made the reference. It was you. I just wanted to acknowledge National Orchid Day. We did that. So April 20th, which we are on the cusp of, we are on the very eve of 420. Okay. A, literally a holiday that I can get behind. And it's all about legalization for me. It's really like, you guys stop playing and let the black people out of jail. What we're going to get into on today's episode is a little discussion of five benefits of marijuana. We are also going to discuss some jobs while we're getting people out of jail. What are we going to do with them? Jobs. Okay. We're going to discuss some jobs that are in the cannabis industry. And then we're going to have a little fun rapido fire um, who would you rather smoke with at the end? <laughs> I came up with a list, but I did not determine who I would rather. So it's going to be like real time for me. So let's get into the things. All right. Oh, my bad. So 420. My bad. Here we are. Uh, so April 22nd is Earth Day. Why am I cusping my cradling my fingers under my chin when I say that? I don't know, um, but Earth Day is, it's great, you know, for the sake of observation, for those who, I'll put it like this, for those who, like gospel music, whose observation of Earth Day will help them to actually become more um, careful about how they are stewards of the earth. Uh, and actually take the time to learn some things about how to do that. If that's what's happening on Earth Day, then I'm all for it. But otherwise, it's just some BS that's like actually 
if it goes the way that so many other holidays go, mm-hmm. where it's highly commodified, mm-hmm. it's on all the mugs and there's some form of a flag for it. There's lots of t-shirts, especially at Old Navy. Um, there, what else they be having? Just all manner of greeting cards, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of mm-hmm. products that ultimately become waste that actually counteract the point of it being a celebration of the earth. But corporations would never do that. They would never do anything. Like, why would they just create a bunch of wasteful products? Could you imagine world where they just make thousands of tons of tiny plastic icicles that are only distributed between the months of September and December. Could you imagine mm-hmm. that? All for the sake of a celebration. Well, now, the celebration of, of Christ being born. Now, that's is that worth destroying the earth over? Are we getting too deep? One more <laughs> rabbit hole. I think we're going real deep today. <laughs> we are going knee deep, not just knee deep. But I am here for Okay, let's back out I'm of that one. <laughs> I, I think with Earth Day, it is a beautiful, you are right, it's a beautiful day for us to represent this blue ball in this gigantic world of the Marble. universe, right? The, the, in, in, think of how infinitesimally small we are on the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. Whereas, you know, if, if you had a machine that could teleport you super duper far away, you could be, millennia away travel time from the earth. You could go away. If there was a machine that could take you super duper far away from the earth in the universe, and you could somehow be immortal, you could leave to a point where if you were to travel back by regular means, everybody that ever existed with you would be gone. Like anybody that was ever on the earth with you would be gone. And we have this seemingly small thing that is big for us because this is the planets. They've heard, they've seen big. other planets that could be potentially habitable. They've talked about geoforming and transforming and terraforming other plants, planets. But this is what we got right now. And Earth Day is, it. is your time to, to, to not only remember that fact, but to also hopefully get re-energized to, to take care of this place as best as you can. And it could be something where you recycle a little bit. You, I do composting and bokashiing now, right? Composting uh, is great for exactly. Earth Day, yes. I'm, I'm re- I recycle soil. I do everything I can. I carpool with friends occasionally. But I, you do what you can when you can. I think if enough of us did that. Be honest. You don't carpool as much as you would if they would let you control the radio. See, and here's the thing. I can play head for my music in my headphones, but the thing, the other thing is when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to you go. You don't control it at Oxford. I want control of when I get home. Because here's the thing. I'm like my mama. When I'm ready to go, it's time to go. I don't want to sit here no more. I don't want to wait for y'all. I want to go into another store. There. It's time for me to go home. Oh, okay. Well, you know, sometimes you get a little, a little ride share moment in moments like that but so, then again never mind that defeats yeah. the point because never i i totally get it exactly gotcha gotcha, gotcha. Like, if i drive i'll be like okay i'm ready to go okay if i'm riding with other people 
generally my sisters them they yes. know but other than that they be like uh-uh so that's where earth day is beautiful we're too but we are to a point of privilege now and, and, and while we're on the subject of earth day but we're to a point of privilege now where we're like i would rather drive and just have a car and make more pollution as an individual driver because i don't want to be on the same timeline as a group that i came in with so i need to have that option I'm not even, listen, I, I, I'm not even saying I disagree because I like to be able to dip when I'm ready to dip, but it's like, dang, the decisions that we have gotten to the point where we can make, and let's just consider in consideration of Earth Day, um, which maybe you're listening to this on Earth Day, shout out to you. Exactly. Think about that while while you're at it. It's not Earth Day when you're listening to this, like you can still make a chance, a change as you can. I will tell people often, like, do what you can when you I can. Heard Michael Jackson say exactly. So you do it, make a change when Look you can, us. and as you can. So I may not do everything every day. I may not recycle all of my stuff perfectly, but I do a little bit here, a little bit there. And if all of us did a little bit, that would add up. A little taste, a little something, something. All right. Speaking of a little taste, let's take a little taste of a break before we get into a little a little Kwanzaa principle that's going to get us into some plant-related occupations in the cannabis industry and so on and so forth. We're going to get into the 420 of it all, all right? But just hold up. Wait. I wish I had that kind of... Uh, resource to get that kind of clearance, but um, I'm not really sure how that works. But that's not the point. We are just going to take a moment to encourage while we're discussing, you know, things like, hey, we should all just pitch in a little bit. What would it look like if we all pitched in a little bit to support the Black in the Garden podcast? What would that look like if we all went down to wherever we have the ability to leave a review and left a review. What would it look like if we just took a moment to observe the episode notes that give a very specifically detailed list of ways to support? And what if we did that by doing things like following on social media, giving a like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe there's some merch that we can buy. We would like to contribute monetarily and we would like to get a fabulous product in return, such as the Black in the Garden coloring experience. And that is something that you can do by going to blkinthegarden.com to support this very special podcast. All right. So that's what it would look like. That's the answer to whatever the question was that I just asked. It has everything to do with uh, supporting this podcast. You're enjoying yourself. If you're listening to this point, like if you are listening at this very moment, then that means that you are enjoying yourself and you are ready to hear some more. All right. And that is worth at the very least a like, a follow, a subscribe. You thought I was going to say subscribe. (laughs) But yeah, do that. And (laughs) thank you, Soil Cousins, for your support in advance. We are all about sharing that good old gratitude. Okay. Boom. Now let's get into the things. All right. Ujama. What does that mean? Ujama. It is a Kwanzaa. Yes. 
a Kwanzaa, a Kwanzaa principle. principle that talks mm-hmm. about cooperative economics. It do. And I think the thing is, especially within the black community, I just went to the black farmers market that they have here in North Carolina. It is a beautiful thing to see. Black faces. It is. I went one time. Black faces showing up and showing out, and it's black vendors on a mainly black campus. They were at Durham Tech, and mm. it. One thing I said to a vendor there was to see all of us spending money and other races, a couple other races, spending money. Oh yeah. And these dollars are recirculating into our own industry. It is making the clothes yeah. look and the clothes system is beautiful. Oh my God, you said something that just like really inspired me in such a way. This is a great idea. Those of you who have the means and the resources to make it happen, by all means, take this idea. So what would it look like if we had a community that was comprised of a multitude of um, people from different ethnic backgrounds, all of whom enjoyed growing in the community garden or in their own uh, yards, homes or whatever, crops that are specifically more native to their culture. And then what would the exchange look like at the farmer's market? Mm. Everybody, we have a wide variety. I'm just Mm. saying, great idea. We we should shark tank that. That is a organic village like a truly village style oriented farmers market would love to see that happen if that's what you already do um amen shout out to you for being so community oriented and by all means i don't have the number in front of me for whatever reason but you can text me at the number that is listed in the episode notes and let me know a little bit about that if that's something that you're doing where you are cuz i would love to see it okay would love to see it. But anyway, cooperative economics is the concept that we cannot just leave in the end of the year and only talk about it in December. Okay. It Kwanzaa principles exist um, so that we can be aware of the need to carry those forward all the time. We used to talk about it a lot more on season one of Black in the Garden podcast. So shout out to the triple OG listeners who know about that. Okay. If you know, you know, because you was there. But in the spirit of cooperative economics, I'm thinking about ways that we can uh, actually benefit economically from the cannabis industry, which as we know, is um, really expanding exponentially as far as um you know what that market is looking like i think it's if i remember correctly there's a projected value of over 100 billion in that industry by 2025 does that sound about right so much money from the green rush that the green rush there's a name for the green rush think about like when AOL came out and when like Soldier Boy put out whatever that thing was that he did that went viral and like other historic moments mm. <laughs> involving <laughs> technology and innovation. Whatever Soldier Boy <laughs> consider did, the wheat rush to be. I almost took myself out with that, but we gotta give Soldier Boy his credit 
for being a marketing genius. Okay. You got to watch Atlanta. You'll, you'll get it. Or just Derek, tell them where to find that kind of information. Cause I feel like that is worth observing as well. I've seen something about that. Uh, that there's soldier boy and him and him marketing and stuff, but the green rush, you can find that anywhere. You can you can see so much. Oh, we're talking about the Green Rush now. Well, I, I okay. mentioned you can ask Auntie I mentioned Google the, about her nephew. Well, Soldier Boy, Boy, I mentioned like you could. There was some <laughs> documentary, something I saw where he talked about how Soldier Boy marketed himself, but that and it, and it just shows black ingenuity. And with the Green Rush, yes. it just it's a thing where, unlike Soldier Boy's jumping into music, right, and his way because mm-hmm. all of us was doing the you when it came out. That's right. It, it seems like all of you Negroes are being left out of the green rush. You see how I brought it back in? Oh. And you don't even have no bathing oh, apes. I see what you, you don't did got no bathing there. Apes. You don't got no bathing apes because the bathing apes of, that's another song by Soldier Boy. The bathing apes of the. Um, Good for you for the, knowing more than I know, one. I'd be doing it. You, you know, <laughs> you don't have the ability to jump into the, gro- the green rush because it's basically just being blocked to white folks. So you can't even hop yeah. up out your bed and turn your swag on, look in the mirror and say, what's up? Another song. That's very unfortunate. You don't have the skin capacity and caucasity mm. to be able to, to make it in the industry without being taken down. It's kind of sad. Wow. It's, it is unfortunate. And those, um, that kind of adversity comes up, I know, a lot more consistently when it comes to Black people taking on an entrepreneurial interest in getting into the green industry of cannabis, cannabis, all right? But that's another episode for another time. I mean, the way that this subject matter is so highly... um nuanced and has so many factors to it. We could talk about growing. That's a whole last podcast. We could talk about the business of it. That's a podcast. We could talk about marketing. You know what I'm talking about? We could talk about, I don't know, say what it's like to be a cultivator. Cultivators and growers have their own podcast where they discuss the mechanics of growing it. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful segue for me. Because <laughs> that's actually the first occupation that I want to talk about. We're just going to get into a few occupations just for the sake of inspiration uh, when we consider what we could be doing in the cannabis industry as Black folks. Look this up. I wish I had that good old um, sponsorship from the people that, have it. what is it? Glassdoor.com. Yeah. HireMe.com. What's the one all the podcasters be talking about? Indeed. Are you talking about Indeed? LinkedIn? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Holla at me. Let me holla at ZipRecruiter right quick because we need to talk about this because I want to talk more about plant occupation. So we're going to, yeah, we'll we'll make sure we, we send a clip of this to them. Let me mark this clip right quick. Click. All right. So... <laughs> So cultivators and growers are playing a key role in the cannabis industry because I would say they're the equivalent of like basically cannabis farmers. And I like the term weed just because it's like, it's just 
it's easier. It's just what I've grown up with. But yeah, so cultivators slash growers uh, play a very key role in the cannabis industry as basically farmers because they're responsible for the cultivation of high quality cannabis plants. And they are responsible for ensuring the proper growth and development of the plants. And they do things such as monitoring and adjusting environmental conditions, selecting appropriate strains and managing plant nutrients and water. And that actually reminds me of your occupation, Derek, in what you have uh, most recently been occupied as in the types of tasks that I uh, have become familiar with um, you doing, especially when it comes to like irrigation systems and things like that. So, um, you know, if that's a skill set that you possess, like I said, this is for the sake of inspiration, then by all means, no matter what I say, whether it be cultivator, trimmer, extraction, extraction technician, lab technician, or packaging or processing technician, that's the five. Mm-hmm. No matter what I say or don't say, we all have the opportunity to really dig in and look into what um, occupations there are in this industry for us. Oh, oh, so let's talk about trimmers. Okay. Yes. Simple. This is not as a uh, responsibility centric as a cultivator. A trimmer is responsible for preparing the, the cannabis plants for sale. And it's very important that they make sure that it looks good in the package or on the shelves you know, if you really get down that rabbit hole of, um, will you be on Instagram or on the High Times magazine? Yes. I was going to finish your sentence. Keep going. If, if when you see, like, because part of cannabis culture is uh, is the aesthetic and taking pictures of pretty buds, and so I would imagine trimmers have a lot to do with that, especially when it comes to like those um, very professionally shot photographs of cannabis. I'm just saying. There's an artistic opportunity there, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. But we're not talking about that part. So um, they remove leaves and buds from the stems. And um, that is an important step in the process of preparing it for distribution. Um, It requires great attention to detail and a strong understanding of the different parts of the plant. And um, my bad, because I did not mention the... We were also going to talk about the salary, not really talk about it, but just mention it. But the salary for trimmers is and Derek, just in a second, you can tell us about the salary for cultivators, uh-huh. but the sell of salary, not the plant salary. <laughs> I know words of a trimmer. A range is between about 26 to 35,000 a year. Yes. So, you know, and when it comes to these different jobs, even though we're going to talk about salaries and approximations, keep in mind each job is important in its own way, right? So the cultivators, your growers are mm. going to either be making and breeding new strains or upkeeping the plants to make sure they're strong and healthy. But if the plants are trimmed in an ugly way, right, and they don't look mm. good, then it's not going to sell. So you have to consider all aspects yeah, of the grow, right? That. So I'm not saying I've ever bought any flowers of this herbaceous perennial before, but if I did, 
And I did happen to We're, see. Not even in Vegas? Where not even in Vegas. I'm not going to say I did. Not even in I'm Vegas. I'm not going to tell but my But did business. you perhaps maybe step foot into a dispensary where you could actually see what legal operations? Now, did like? I step into the world's largest dispensary, Planet 13? Please hit us up. Yes, I did. I loved it. Okay, in, because it was on your Instagram. So talk about well, it. I mean, mm. Here's the thing, right? I've seen flowers of hemp and weed and i call it all cannabis because it's all the same plant so i really love to use the mm. name because weed versus hemp it, it makes one sound angelic and one sound demonic right so when you think of weed and that is an important that, part of the propaganda exactly, around demonizing right? it mm. but when i see these flowers that are beautiful all plants are beautiful to me but i see these flowers that are gorgeous versus those that they say are grown with like the plant growth regulators and stuff like that there's a difference right so you i mm -hmm. i've seen people who are willing to pay great money for beautiful looking mm -hmm. products versus bad looking products and let's even take it for those of you who are not cannabis kind of swords and you're like mm, it's not me let's say you go to the flower shop and you just want to buy some daisies if you see mm -hmm. some daisies that look rough they look like who done it and why <laughs> and they say ten dollars versus the twenty dollar batch that looks beautiful oh they're God. bright they're vibrant and they call your name they're giving you compliments you might be willing yeah. if you got the money to spend the extra ducats and get the beautiful one Okay, the police is trying to come after us because we're telling you good information. Okay, <laughs> the police is trying to I was stop us. Mute it, but I the feel like... police is going to try to stop us because that was well done. They, they want they don't want you to know this because us as black this people, this is of urgency because the police don't want you to know. Like to your point, that it requires a certain level of care and attention to make sure that your apple is not shaped in a funny exactly way that makes you not want to buy it. Or your broccoli does not look like the perfect stalks that you're exactly. accustomed to having and that goes color patterns, textures, you know, things of that nature. We don't have perfectly straight carrots. We don't. And that goes into a deeper conversation of ugly produce and all the food waste we get from that. Cause they throw away a lot of that stuff. That's another but, episode for yes, day. The rabbit hole. It goes, goes deep. But when we come back to this, yes. like you, us as black folk, especially we can make a decent salary legally working with this plant in your state again the accessibility is not all the way high because it's not legal as far as weed and even hemp in some areas in a lot of areas it's not um as agriculturally abundant as corn or cotton or tobacco right and tobacco kills people people get mm -hmm. cancer off of tobacco but the I'm telling you, just so much tobacco goes to waste yeah, it does just as dumped out Swisher's Week. <laughs> so with that, you know, that's where I'm like, when we come about these salaries, about that. when we come to these salaries, it's something else. And Cola's going to give you these salaries because even though I gave her the information, <laughs> it's hidden in my phone. And I don't know if I can leave this. Why would it be hidden in because your phone? It's in my, so, it, anyway, because I don't know if I can leave this. I'm glad that you got us back on track. No, it's fine. No, 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 no. We we are exactly where we are opposed to be, as Chucky Pickles would Amen. say. Um, so what, what? Cultivators yes. is is the part that I did not mention, but cultivators uh, have a range of between thirty one. To forty one thousand per year, mm -hmm. if uh, our 
accounting is correct with the sources that we have uh, consulted with for these details. So now let's talk about extraction technicians. Mm. Now, could you imagine how many less children Nick Cannon would have if he was an extraction technician? You know, if Nick Cannon knew how to not only make some good extractions. <laughs> that was freestyle. I'm very proud of me. You did a good job with that one. I'll tell you what. If he could do extractions as good as he can't rap, I think we would be doing some big stuff. <laughs> now, see, there's going to be one day, Cola, in about 20 years. It took me out. In about 20 years, you're yes. going to wake up one morning, and you're going to be surrounded by 50 kids, and they're going to all be all Nick Cannon's cheering. They're not going to be they're kids. They're going to be 20 years. It's all of his children, and it's going to be 50 of them. And they're going to be like, you was talking about our daddy. It's going to be a whole college it's study group. It's going to be a whole college campus of Nick Cannon's a children. A whole BSU. And they're just going to be playing mm -hmm. his music and trying to fight you. And you're going to be confused. All right, I'm so sorry. Keep going. Extraction technicians, and we, we definitely deserve a rim shot for that, <laughs> are actually, and this is a fun fact, STEM alert, they are entry-level chemists, okay? Mm. Extraction technicians are responsible for extracting the active compounds from the cannabis plants, such as THC and CBD. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, the laugh is trying to come back up. <laughs> this process requires specialized equipment and expertise. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is still there. Um, to ensure that the final product is of high quality and purity. I'm not going to talk about that man kids. No more. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> that took her out of here. So when you are doing. All right, please. When you are so tell us a little bit more. Stem alert. When you're yes. doing this extraction, yes. you are extracting the, the phytochemicals, phyto meaning plant, chemical meaning, chemical components of the plant, right? And, and, yes, more science And words. when it comes to that, there's THC, A, THC, uh, G. What is THC? What is that short that for? That is short for, there's going to- Tetrahydrocortisone. Cannabidol. You almost had it. I was like, tetrahydro. I was like, I got to check it. But tetrahydrocannabidol. Okay, so it's not tetrahydrocortisone. Y'all don't listen mm, to me. Please don't listen to her. She's gotten tickled. I don't have that degree. She's gotten tickled off of her stuff. But when it comes to um, <laughs> these different regular cannabidols, right? These these plant chemicals from the plant, extracting them can make them used for a variety of purposes, whether it's creams or salves or edibles, right? Mm. Or dog treats. We're gonna get into that. Spices, yes. Like Planet Thirteen again. Please talk to me, Planet Thirteen, and give me some money. Y'all, I could do something with y'all. Please. But, I pure options out in Michigan, yes, and they are in. It's good to know, yeah. They they are again amazing, but you can do that because everybody doesn't smoke to enjoy this plant. Right? I know that's right. And it, just in my opinion, smoking and is everybody who would have you know who would discuss their enjoyment of it publicly, especially on this mm -hmm. here podcast, would always do it safely and legally. Exactly, Mundo. So that's where you know. Because everybody doesn't eat it, doesn't smoke it, I should say, that eating it is an option. And even then, if you're having like hurt muscles, the plant can be used to 
negate you're, some of the, oh, I'm ahead. getting ahead. I'm sorry. Spoiler I'm sorry. alert. Yeah. I almost messed it up. One, two, hold on a sec. Go, I we, was excited. We, we're almost I was there. Excited. Keep going. I, you got it. Listen. Okay. Cause he had got on a roll. He, all that good botan botanical knowledge started rolling mm -hmm. back up to the top. He started remembering every single page of them textbooks. And I'm like, wait, let's just reel it in. You best be saying it. <laughs> okay. So uh, thank you, resident mm -hmm. botanist, our botanical black spurt, Derek Haynes. Okay. Uh, packaging and processing technicians is the fifth occupation that we wanted to observe. And the role involves packaging and processing cannabis products for distribution. Does that sound familiar to anyone who may be doing any warehouse work or know of anybody who does warehouse work? I know that that is, uh, I'm just going back to flashbacks of my former life as a trucker. I just remember seeing a lot of black folks doing them jobs, mm -hmm. point blank period. And um, when it comes to like warehouse oriented types of things. And so what this is giving me is a taste of that, but let me finish the description. This includes tasks such as weighing and labeling products, preparing them for shipment, and ensuring that all products are stored and transported safely and security, securely, kind of like what them people be doing down to the Amazon distribution center. Okay. Um, and I've heard some crazy stuff about what they be doing over there. But once again, inspiration and encouragement. Look into these jobs because these jobs pay well. Um, I'm sorry, and I forgot to mention the. What are we doing? Like, are we professionals? Or are we just like, we've been doing this for a little it's, while. It's okay. 420 Eve and the spirit Let me, of Snoop Dogg. That is true. Give me us. grace for that. The spirit, the spirit of, Nelson. of Calvin Brodus's <laughs> blunt roller. Wiz Khalifa's toes is overtaking us and we can't yes. keep it together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just, you know, the essence of his pillow. I could imagine his pillow smells very strongly of that um it's just wafting in the air so i'm sorry to finish the thought so the packaging and processing technician makes sure that you know the products are stored and transported safely and securely and um very it's a very important role in ensuring that cannabis products reach consumers safely and efficiently all right get into it look into it all right interestingly enough that is one that I did not write down. So I'm just going to ask Derek to tell me a little bit more about the salary of a processing and packaging technician. But what I can tell you while he looks that up is that my bad, I forgot to mention that lab technicians salary ranges between 37,000 and 9,700. Oh, shit. 97,000. That's the right number. Yes, that's what it is. It's not quite six figures, 97,000. Why well, I'm over here cussing about numbers. Clearly I don't do math, but um, Derek, what, what you got for me with the package? I just didn't want to try to get into the Googling and lose my train of thought. But while we are processing the actual number salary amount for the packaging and processing technician, for the pro packaging and processing. Consider you were using both words. I was confused. Thirty-five thousand is to fifty-two a year, so fifty-two k a year. And again, keep in mind these salaries mm -hmm. are estimates. It can change based on your experience, the career pool. It could change oh, yeah. from year to year. It can change based on 
just what state you're in, right? So this is just a median average that could be either wildly less or more than what we're saying. And that is such a good point. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. So yes, things to consider. And speaking of things to consider, I was on All Things Considered. (laughs) That was so dope. I forgot to mention that earlier. But um, when I was recording with WKAR at MSU out in Lansing, Michigan, we recorded an episode of All Things Considered with Lord, I don't want to say this woman's name wrong. Her last name is Salaby. Shout out to her. Beautiful interview. Let's get into the benefits of marijuana. Uh, And that is more specifically when it comes to consumption. Okay. And like Derek specifically indicated, not everybody is out here smoking. I don't get why that's taboo, but I, I guess. But, you know, for whoever it is taboo for, because it's certainly not for me, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a plant with a wide range of benefits and a wide range of uses and, and ways to consume it. Okay. So please understand it cannot be overstated that we are not physicians. Okay. And we, um, well, I'm just going to speak for me. I uh, only consume responsibly and within the limits of the law. Derek, raise your hand. Right, you raise your right hand if you agree. All right, and that's uh, he's raising his hand, so we're just gonna leave it at that. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. So I feel like number one, just the most common one, we'll just leave with that. You know, is anxiety and depression relief, uh, especially when it comes to the effects of relaxation and stress relief. Okay. And Derek, you want to speak a little bit about the science of that? Because I feel like you know a little bit about it. So when it comes to anxiety and stress relief, these different chemicals on whether it's CBD or THC and from hopefully I need to check this and verify this. I believe there's been scientific studies that show that these psycho nope that's not the word I'm looking for. These mind-altering, I'll use that, substances, will potentially help those who are suffering from depression, who are suffering from other issues of the mind, right? They literally can mm-hmm. impact how your brain's chemistry works. And they can cause sensations of euphoria, joy, giggliness, you know, all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. So this is where, for some people, I know a thing it about can it. cause that. It mm-hmm. can cause that. For some other people, 